Welcome to today's episode of CLCI Live, brought to you by the award-winning and ICF-accredited school, Certified Life Coach Institute. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Hi, everybody out there in social media land. Hello, hello. Before we get started, we're going to talk about uh, comparison and the comparison trap and all that entails, what that means for coaches. Before we go down that rabbit hole, though... I want to remind everybody out there watching right now to please participate in this live. We want to hear from you. Comment. Um, uh, we we are monitoring all chats as best we can, and your input and feedback is what we we want in our lives. So it's it's you know it's the comparison is non-existent between <laughs> when you do chat and when you don't chat. We do hear from you. We don't hear from you. So. Uh, please, we'd love to hear from you uh, as we do this this madness. So we already have a Facebook user who says, hi. So oh, hi, I don't know who you are. For some reason, you are anonymous. I'll try to figure that out so I can give you a proper hello. Uh, in the meantime, who wants to talk about what we're doing today? I feel so, like Anthony needs to go with his background. Yeah. With okay. Anthony's background? Okay, yeah. go for it. We are talking <laughs> about comparisons, how we compare ourselves to others, how we compare ourselves to ourselves. And the trap that a lot of coaches and clients fall in where they're unhappy and dissatisfied with their life because they're comparing it to someone else's life. And it's, you know, whoever they're comparing to is up here and you're down here. And there's this gap that needs to happen. Which, now that I think about it, isn't the comparison trap a, maybe a good thing for us coaches? If a client's got somewhere they want to be that allows for coaching and if everybody was happy with where they're at then no coaching happens so maybe it's good for business that, uh, well i think happy. i think wait 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 i think you're making assumptions there like right hello elizabeth back. just saying hi. hi elizabeth um <laughs> i think that you are right off the bat making assumptions one that people are motivated by comparison like that, that that is something that might motivate them to do that better isn't, isn't that something that does motivate people though it may be to some degree but it depends on your client i mean they they might be count like not motivated they might see that other people are are doing awesome and feel like crap i'm not i'm failing and just give up like that might be enough for them to be like screw this i'm done like eh. <laughs> um i can i can actually give you a story on that example that i fell trapped in Back in the day when I was younger, early in my earlier 20s, I had this idea that I wanted to be a bodybuilder. And this supposedly best friend, good friend of mine said, you're not going to do that. And I started comparing to what she said and gave more uh, power, gave the power away basically to her because she had more. So in comparing myself to her, she knew best. I didn't know you know, I'm, I'm not going to do it. She's right. You know, so I gave her the power. So that's where it doesn't work. But Anthony, you definitely are making great points because it does serve purposes, just like many of the different aspects have several sides of a coin that can uh, be a benefit in, in um, coaching sessions versus uh, stopping that flow. So it just depends on what is in front of you, who you're coaching, think of yourself. When have you allowed a comparison to shut you down? And when has a comparison helped you allow that flow to occur? Um, 
that's a very common. That's a. It's, it's actually if you've ever uh, been assessed as uh, with having ADHD or anything like that, that's one of the things they ask you. It's like one of the things is like, do you feel like other people your age uh, ha are easily obtaining success, um, and you are struggling to do that? Which is like that's a direct thing that they're asking you to compare yourself to others. I think too. There was a period in my life that I uh, abhorred social media. I didn't go on social media because I felt like people were making comparisons on social media that were ruining their lives <laughs> and making them miserable, like and making them ruin relationships and like be like you know they would so and so is taking you on a vacation and they did i haven't gone out and their life is so amazing and they got a new car and they got <laughs> and it's like that's not reality thank you <laughs> so um in no way shape or form does social media motivate me to do anything by comparison <laughs> however definitely there have been times where the desire to be um I, i'm an overachiever to like the nth degree and i think to be an overachiever you have to work a little bit from a place of comparison like because like you are like okay i got to succeed i got it and you're there's always that like line of where you're setting your success in that bar and i'm sure people fall in that line um which is dangerous though ultimately yeah. too it is setting yourself up for misery uh in many ways I think there's a difference, especially online, um, between admiration and aspiration. Aspiring to be somebody that you just aren't just can't happen because you are not that person. We're all different. We all have very different scenarios. We have different hurdles to jump over. So I think it's okay to admire somebody online, maybe take aspects that, you know, of their life that, you know, you kind of enjoy. But to aspire to be that person is just chasing a ghost. You're never really going to get to that point because you were again you're not that person i'm curious like i'm just really curious about this with when you guys are like there's if there's somebody that you look at like maybe it's somebody that you might compare yourself to if it was like your your nemesis or your i don't care who it is whoever it is that you like you're like if I, this person is doing well this when you see somebody else doing really awesome like it appears they are kicking butt and taking names how do you guys react and how do you feel I like to support. Yeah. 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 Are you like awesome? Or are you like secretly yeah. like screw them? I would. <laughs> well, it depends on if I like the person or not. Well, <laughs> when I'm when I'm thinking about this, and if we're talking about comparison, if I'm, I'm I'm definitely a person that's going to you know think it's wonderful that they're doing so well, but there might be a comparison in there that well that's not you know, the direction I want to go, or that's not my um, philosophy or something like that. So I think that's still a comparison that we're talking about, but not to deter from what they're experiencing, just to know myself better. I guess that's probably the comparison I'm talking about. So by the way, comparison, as, as far as I've read and I can tell, it's, it is something that's important for us. It is something that we do from a very young age and on. It's something we we compare, we use it as a tool to identify where we are excelling, what we are good at, what we aren't that good at. Um, and I think, I mean, it's sort of built in. If you think about like with school, you get grades, right? Well, that's a really easy way for me to like compare with this person to this person. Well, they're getting A's, I'm getting C's, they're getting, you know, and, and 
it's it is innately part of our nature and it's not always a bad thing i think where it becomes dangerous is when it starts to cause discontentment in our own lives right um and it can be very that's where the trap is because that can be uh it's the grass is always greener mentality right where you're almost like the halo effect where like you you're always wanting more <laughs> because what you have is never enough because there's always somebody who's doing better there's always you know something you could be comparing and you're never happy with truly what you have and who you are um and that's where it sort of gets dangerous i would think right i can think of a very specific and personal example to this which like in regards to like my health for example went to the doctors recently and have um a higher blood pressure than other people my age should be i'm discontented by that fact but i think it's a good thing that i'm discontented by that fact because that led me to exercise more change my diet uh cut out caffeine and after measuring you know that i'm in a normal heart range where i am comparing myself to the norm of society but that's not a bad thing it's it's good for my health um and it feels good knowing that because i was discontented i made a change to be better mm-hmm. and you know i'm i guess i'm putting my assumptions in there that it's better to have a lower heart rate but in my s- specific scenario that was the case um mm-hmm. and sometimes it is good to be discontented with whatever currently is going on um because it might be the wake-up call you need to make changes in your life that are necessary but if for, for like that's a very quantitative thing that i'm comparing and it's also i'm comparing myself to like a, a general population there's no one person i'm looking at and being like i want to be just like them and i'm not happy until i'm just like them um, that might be where discontent is a bad thing. And if that's what's driving you, you might not en- ever end up being happy. Like Brooke said, um, the grass is always greener. So I, I kind of hear flow in this, right? The authentic flow of what is a motivating factor. Mm-hmm. If you're in a place where it isn't and it's used to manipulate yourself, that doesn't sound like it's a good way to interact Mm-hmm. And be part of, but when you are saying in that comparison, recognizing the needs that you had in that moment and where you truly wanted to be, that comparison really motivated you to do something different. But I would have, I would have also only known that a change needed to happen because a comparison was available to me. Mm-hmm. If I had nothing to compare myself to, I wouldn't know what is you know, the right place to be yeah. to begin with. Um, so sometimes comparisons are absolutely necessary. Sure. Um, you know, to be in a healthy place, either mentally or physically or whatever, with whatever goals you have in mind. Mm-hmm. 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 No, Brooke's not here. So I'm going to ask a question. Um, what is it? Well, Kyle, just Kyle, do you want to share that actually? I was mentioning how I miss the food from California, I miss the the authentic Mexican food and comparing what we have here in Denver, it's definitely not the same. And yeah, grass was grass is probably greener back at home, but when I was at home I had no idea. I don't know, Kyle. They've fallen off since you left. 
they've all fallen off. Not so good anymore. <laughs> I will tell you, Kyle, afterwards. Where are the Mexican restaurant? There's only one. <laughs> There's only one. And they might have two locations, but it's only one. <laughs> I have I have become the cook for, for all the food to make it authentic. And I've asked a lot of I've asked a lot of uh, parents and grandparents for the recipes. Oh, that's the best way. And comparing to just way. the store bought. My uh, step my stepdad's from he's from Mexico. He's and he same thing same it, like all but he's like for him it's like this is really not like like no there's nothing here in California like the food I get. In he doesn't make, oh man. No, he does it so he does it himself. Like that's why we made tamales for Christmas and we yeah uh -huh, um, because mm, yum. Uh, so bringing this back to coaching. And, uh, <laughs> not food. What? How might comparison present itself for our clients? Say that one more time. How would what? I said, and I. This is not. I'm. This is a coaching question because I'm not leading or anything. How mm -hmm. might comparison present itself for our clients? Or, or come into play? For a lot of the times, many of the clients that are coming to us are trying to decide to start their own business or stay at their job. And so they do a comparison chart to see which one's going to drive and which direction they want to go. So there's a, uh, create their possibilities, options. That's a great, bringing that up, you made me think of um, uh, the, the Cartesian logic, the, mm -hmm. um, the four column pros and cons list that we yeah. use very mm -hmm. much in that. That is true to god don't mind the phone that Sorry. is true to god comparison like we are comparing uh and doing so in a way that's very thorough right we're comparing yeah. what happens if what happens if it doesn't what well and, and you know how it goes that's like <laughs> that's comparing the options though like we always that have is. a bajillion well, options in front of us are you asking like if no, how this comparison like oh go it's on not, it's not typically when I use that tool personally, cause I've used it personally. It, uh, like I would use it for, okay, what, what, if I'm trying to make a decision and I'm going, okay, what happens if I do this? What happens if I don't do this? So, uh, I would list out, well, what are the benefits of doing it? What are the benefits of not doing it? What are the, um, benefits or what are the uh, drawbacks of doing it? What are the drawbacks of not doing it? And that is a way of uh, hardcore comparison uh, that I think where I can get a, a lot of clarity. I think mm -hmm. where we're talking though is really when we're in this space, we're talking more about the comparing to other people and things, right? Yeah, to I other think unconstructive comparing. We're talking about comparing things that are not in our control. <laughs> um, uh, when we are we are looking at basically a whole bunch of situations we have no information that we don't know the whole picture of and we don't have uh, a lot of assumptions are being made Boy, how, yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> um i think that that where this comes up a lot for coaches and can come up for clients is that they're i'm comparing myself to somebody the way somebody else is doing things i am comparing my if we're talking coaches my marketing to the way so-and-so markets and it's working Robin, yeah why isn't it working great for me or so and so does it all on on instagram i have to do it on instagram or you know but no you don't and Stop comparing that. relationships that happens all the time 
in I would imagine in couples coaching, ding, 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 ding. Um, boy, how do you, there's probably a lot of comparing going on. How many upset couples have you had walk in because they were <laughs> comparing their relationship to somebody else's? Well, and not only, it's comparing to, yes, uh, someone else's perhaps is the golden relationship, but it's also comparing one significant other to an ex-significant other. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. dangerous. Yeah. Ooh. You know what's funny? <laughs> in a past relationship that I was in and I had a group, I had friends who were also in a relationship and we'd go, well, thank God we're not like them. <laughs> Comparison went the other way. We're just like, I'm glad we don't fight like these people. <laughs> well, there's a go. There you go. It could be a good thing too, right? My life is so much better than them. <laughs> <There's>... <laughs> oh man, that's tough. <laughs> so maybe that's where comparison's a good thing. But yes, I can imagine. You know, in relationship coaching, there's a lot of comparisons that are happening that are causing a lot of friction in a relationship. Well, even even the even in the sense of <clears throat> they're in this relationship, they think they've done it differently, and then they compare that they ended up with a similar type person, and that comparison, what they usually miss out is that they help create the relationship and then create the similarities. So um, part of that, if you will, training is is to learn how to be different and who do you want to be with and how does that need to show up and blah, 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 blah. There's a whole system that we work with um, to move through that. But yeah. Do you ever get the, in the relationship coaching, Lisa, the men or men or women or whoever saying like, you're just like your mother or you're just like your father. <laughs> yeah. You married your, your, your mother, your parents. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Have you ever had somebody say, well, he or she reminds me of my mother or father because that could be really kind of a weird situation to be in like because like what do you do what do you do as uh somebody like the person that okay so if if somebody was saying to me you remind me of my mother and it's weird uh well I can't change that I'm just me like <laughs> what the heck that's not fair <laughs> um uh, that would be, I don't know, I guess it could go either way. Um, Robin. And then Robin makes a really good point. Yeah. Absolutely. It's kind of the return on investment. It, telling, Helping them understand where they um, were and where they are now helps them understand that they've made progress. Yeah. I think that's the best type of comparison is when you are comparing to yourself or right. the best version of yourself or where you've been in the past. I got a, I got a question then. The only kind of comparison that is authentic, like it's mm -hmm. the only one that you actually know is like informed, <laughs> right? I've got a question though, like a coaching question on this though, that I think it might be coaches might be um tempted to like praise or comment, like, look how bad you were before, look <laughs> how better off you are now that you've done the coaching, or even like the assumption of progress. I think it's good to compare where the client was and where they are now and let the client come to the conclusion. I think though you wouldn't even, that would have to be a conversation that your client yeah. guided because they would have to, wouldn't they have to create the measuring stick for that? Like they would yeah. have to, uh -huh. if you're creating the measuring stick, then you're leading. 
aren't you? Yes. Yeah, so it's where where were you when you came in here? You're asking those questions. Mm -hmm. What was the progress? What where are the deviations today? I mean, whatever question, but yeah, what are the deviations from when to now? I might, yeah, I would probably even avoid using progress because that's like leading, I guess, the client to think there's like a forward direction to coaching when sometimes it's not a, a straight line. It's you're going all over the place and you're in a different place that might be better or might be, you know, not where they want to be. But so in, in the coaching uh, space, typically in the executive coaching, but I still use it, return on investment right? What is your ROI in this space? That's so we're not yeah. setting up on the first coaching session and saying, hey, look how much worse you were yesterday as compared to how great you're going to be after this session today. That's right. So you're going to have an amazing session today because I have deemed it so. <laughs> and you sucked last session. <laughs> and, and you better do better this session. <laughs> I will say though, and speaking to um, to folks that have hired life coaches, yeah. much of the time they are hiring them because they relate to them and because they want their they're comparing themselves to that coach in mm -hmm. many ways. They want something that coach has, uh, or they want to be more like that coach, or they want to get knowledge or something from that coach, and that is a direct comparison. A lot of times, my life is effing up here this coach seems to have it together in the same area i'm gonna hire them right am i wrong there i know that no, you're absolutely right yeah. yeah yeah i think that's the niche coaching that we often try to persuade our students that is really important because it allows your client to find you and oftentimes it's someplace that you've already been as a person that you work towards as a coach yeah yeah and clients they want that degree of trust they want the trust that whatever problem it is that they're trying to solve or whatever goal that it is they're trying to reach is actually achievable in the real world so that helps yeah. with the trust issue and so that they're able to open their wallets and give you their money but at the same times um the coach needs to bring the expectation that like my i had my journey yeah and that was good for me let's Talk about yours and mm -hmm. what works for you. Absolutely. The, what works for you is going to be, might be the similar or totally different. Absolutely. Do not tell them your prescription on, as a coach, on how to pursue the direction you achieve, because it might be something completely different that you never even one could think of or two tried and failed but it is really successful for this person because of, you know, their, their chemistry, <laughs> whatever that chemistry is. Absolutely. When, uh, so when we are comparing, what are we doing and what aren't we doing? I think there's a lot of factors we aren't considering. Um, I think also on the same note as where comparison can come up in coaching, um, a really nasty one is trying to live up to the perceived ideal person of loved ones that, you know, they give off or what you believe that they're giving off, um, trying to live up to that standard. 
that's a really nasty space of comparison, trying to compare yourself to something that doesn't exist, something that isn't necessarily what you want to be. Um, that's what we're not considering in that, in that instance, I think is, do you, do we really want to be that, you know, is that something that we actually care about? Of course we love our loved ones, but at the same time is what their perception or your perception of what they're trying to go ahead and relay to you as the standard to be, is that something that you're comfortable with? That's uh, living up to a, an expectation, right? Uh, uh, that may not be uh, something that you I necessarily identify with or um, want to be. It might not be serving you as a human being, but you're doing it because it's an expectation of you, right? Okay. I think that's a huge, that's one of, one of the best ways to kind of stop yourself from being in that comparison trap is to really ask yourself questions around why you are comparing at this moment. What is it? that is keeping you so entrenched in this, in this moment of comparison um, and figuring out what the next move after that is once you get those answers. Well, and that brings me back to my question. What are we doing and what aren't we doing when we're comparing? Well, I think part of it is an education process and being able to compare, we have to recognize what someone is and isn't doing. And part of that exploration is that a direction that we want to go. It's got to be an experiment as well as education of understanding uh, on, on, on what we're seeing. When Anthony, I think it was Anthony, was talking a few moments ago, I had another thought. Part of um, comparison is learning that when we are recognizing some trait in others that we're attracted to and want to uh, take on, that's an education piece as well. But owning as a client, we have to own our own space. So being aware of the comparison, but not allowing it to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, to, to be absorbed at, you know, from the other person. It's got to be a learned what am I, do you get what I'm trying to say? It's, I'm trying to find the words. What you're saying is essentially what you're saying is when you do compare someone, what you are doing is you're taking in information and you're synthesizing something new to learn something about that. And yeah. what you do with that afterwards, you know, you could just yeah. be miserable or you could use it for a productive purpose, but you're learning something from that comparison. And being able to recognize it in the first place means it's already part of who you are. It's a matter of how you want to display it as well. Now, Brooke, to go back to your question, I'm trying to think about what are we not doing when we're comparing? We're not being content with who we are at the moment? Yeah. We're not being in the moment at all. Like we're not living, right? At that point. It's not about us. Ultimately, it's a, I mean... It's coaching the ghost a little bit, isn't it? When we're in that comparison, because it's not thinking about how we're moving forward. It's thinking about what what either we aren't or are, or it's it's being stuck in your head. It's not living. <laughs> like, well, it could be a motivation for moving forward because we would have to understand where we are, which is not going forward. But going forward could be in that comparison chart of where do we want to move towards but and ultimately if we're using it like you know we're discussing here 
it stops us in our tracks, that's definitely not going to be a benefit by any means. I think that, that, um, so, okay. If I'm, if I, if I was a client, I walked in and let's say, I'm just gonna, I'm throwing this out here. I don't, I'm trying to think of something I could, somebody I might, who is somebody that you guys admire or, or like, or would like think would emulate maybe yourselves or actions after. Well, I always say I want to be Dalai Lama. Okay. So if you walked into my office and said, I want to be Dalai, I want to be the Dalai Lama. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would we do as a coach next? <laughs> we would have what, what, what the attachment or attraction is to the Dalai Lama. What, what about the Dalai Lama? Do you want to? Wait, I would, I would ask, what are the Sorry, qualifications? Sorry, you cannot be the Dalai Lama. <laughs> Um, I would ask what your definition of admire is sure. because I realize that I have a very different definition of admire than I think some people have. So mm -hmm. the way I understand admire is it's recognizing something within someone else mm -hmm. that you actually have a little piece of inside you. Mm -hmm. And so you appreciate it in somebody else. It's an appreciation. And so yeah. when you admire someone, it's almost an acknowledgement of, Hey, that's within me too. Mm -hmm. Look at that. But not everybody sees it that way. Some people, <laughs> you know, envious. And I think that's very different. Envy and admire is different to me. Well, and, and what we're talking to admire and comparison is very similar, but the admire has got a more positive spin to it, doesn't it? And then envy is seeing something that someone has, wanting it and thinking, well, I can't have that, but you don't want that person that you see it have, you don't want them to not have it. Jealousy is when you want that person. Oh, yeah. Let's take it. What's, what's coveting? What is jealousy? <laughs> that one I haven't thought of yet. <laughs> so I've only broken down, I guess, in my head, jealousy, envy, and admiration. I have not worked. <laughs> covet <laughs> thou shall not compare thyself to thy, thine yeah that's good you should have said that out loud kyle yeah. <laughs> I, my lawn is greener that's all i'm saying you know yeah my, i'm working on my green lawn but it's not doing so good <laughs> so what would your definition of admire be i'm with you jen yeah, I don't think I have a deviation from that. Yeah. I don't. The one difference in, in me is I didn't draw a comparison to me uh, to it. I just said mm -hmm. that is something that I appreciate about another human being. Like I it's something that I look and I go, I appreciate that. Like that. I like that element. I like that aspect of who they are. That's pretty sweet. If I were to draw it, draw it, which you can. I When you start this, when I start to really think about it, admire. Well, if it's something I like in them, why wouldn't I want that mm -hmm. trait to be a part of me? So yeah. Yeah. then I'm probably going to want to hang out with them more too. And so I can learn to be more like that. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think you can admire a quality in somebody and not want that quality in yourself. I have, yeah. I have admired uh, people's just absolute stupidity before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have yeah. just been like, wow, that, okay. is, that is impressive. <laughs> I, can, I can honestly agree with that. It's just like, wow, life would be easier if I was just like so ignorant and so stupid. Like, 
I could probably be a happier person I if I was as stupid as you were. So to be fair, I was raised without a religion. I was raised in zero religion whatsoever. I was not none. Like I was actually raised the other side of the spectrum. It was raised to believe in not a God. Um, and uh, I used to, when I was younger, it was like, man, like all of those people with religions, they, they, they got, they already got the rules. They've already got life figured out. And me, I got to figure it out for myself and make my own, which is just like, and there were times I was like, it seems like it would be so much easier if I like, they have a guidebook that I do not possess <laughs> um, to living, to life, to afterlife. Uh, to me, it's like, it was, it was definitely times in my life that I was like, man, I'm a little jealous that I don't, that I don't have that. Uh, because I admire it, like you've, you've got this faith, you've got this whole thing that I was never uh, given or taught or is just, you know, it's just, it was just definitely uh and how do you suddenly become i guess i could just choose to uh at some point but it's just weird because i think when you get it from childhood it's a little different <laughs> maybe not though who knows um but definitely that you moments that i have admired folks who who had the book had it figured out like it's like you got your afterlife figured out that's pretty awesome well, because it's, it's, it's admirable in the sense where they have it <laughs> Like they have, I guess, the rules that they play by or like whatever needs to be done to be a happy and fulfilled human being as far as their religion is concerned. And then they meet that standard. Like it's all there. And we're sometimes like the, maybe not the jealousy, but like, oh, this person has too good of a life. Gets under my skin how happy they are. But like, it's admirable <laughs> because... Oh my gosh. It's admirable because, you know, you are comparing like the the good qualities that they're showing in their life. To be fair, I have met that person that was like too happy all the time. I was like, no, like that person at some point, like they, they have to be either on drugs or cause they can't just, just live at this, this level at all times. Like they, there has to be like, at some point they have to stub their toe and cry or something like and it, after a while you do start to root for that. I'm just like, <laughs> So, I think we're oh just my goodness. plumbing the depths of your like psychology. Wow. I relate, but I don't want them to experience something bad. I just actually the thought that I tell myself when I see someone that seems absolutely perfect and their life is perfect and they're happy all the time, I remind myself that they, they do have a struggle. I just yeah. don't know about it. Like isn't I always, that that's always a thought that plays in my head. Isn't like, that are, isn't that just an assumption though? Like that is like are, yeah. Isn't that there just like, people who just don't struggle in life at all? No, I believe truly that everybody has a struggle. Like that's a foundational belief. I will say halo effect. Halo effect does kind of uh, argue that yes, everybody has a struggle. Even like the 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 person who has, you know, like even Elon Musk, uh, he's got three divorces. I mean, everybody's got like yeah. um, that guy's got a ton of kids. I think he's got like eight kids, so he's definitely got some issues. And it, they, so the more you have, the more you want. Like that is halo effect. Like the more because you be con content with what you have, and you're always striving for more. And so I think that sometimes the 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 happiness is in maybe the simplicity of. Uh, of like being happy with what you have like that is like the antithesis of comparison right i'm good i'm happy with what i got i can be happy for everybody else i don't need to compare myself to anybody life is good uh so if we're in that space does growth still happen yeah 
So how do you get to growth if you don't know what the difference is? You shift your comparison to your past self instead of others. I don't even think you need to be, this is all assuming that people are motivated from a place of negativity or a place of, of want or lacking, right? Mm -hmm. Why can't I be motivated from a place of abundance? Like sure. why can't, I can be, sure. I can, I, I can decide, hey, you know what, life is good, but I want to learn how to play the banjo lately. Like, like it doesn't, doesn't mean that anything is bad or gone awry or uncomparable. It's just something I'm- but isn't, isn't so, that Hold on, before we go anywhere else, I want this to be a big marker for all you coaches out there. There's parentheses or quotes or whatever. Your clients don't have to have a problem to be coached. Mm -hmm. This is the point. Things can be going really well and they want to move on to a different achievement. They just want to try, you know, mm -hmm. I just want to try this thing out. I mean, that's why do we have to be in a struggle or have things be crappy to, to learn, want to try something different or new or. It doesn't have to be a problem. Reinvent ourselves for that matter. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, what if tomorrow I want to be the Dalai Lama? I. <laughs> Yeah, but, um, <laughs> a little stepping stone that you have to go through <laughs> or two but, yeah. speaking okay well speaking on the dalai lama as a sort of related idea um with also your want to play the banjalele isn't the want and this is i'm getting philosophical i don't really know where i'm going with this but isn't the want to do something or the want for any sort of enjoyment or entertainment or Things like that doesn't that come from a lack of contentment with just existing no no i can categorically say no <laughs> let me let me put it this way He's gonna sell you on it. <laughs> let me put it this way would most people be content sitting in an empty room they have their nutritional and water needs and their you know, bathroom needs taken care of, but would they be content with just sitting in an empty room? They could be. I often am. But forever. They Until could be. There are a lot. So um, there's, I don't know if I could, let's put it this way. Yeah. But there are plenty of people that their main job in life is to do meditation. And that is the main thing. There's the breatharians that their whole focus is inward and, and breathing and they don't really eat. Well, and that's Anthony also making an assumption mm -hmm. that a blank room is, uh, is something that somebody might not want. Uh, what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is with the, the, the Dalai Lama connection is there are people in the world who absolutely 100% believe that you cannot your desires to do things and achieve goals, even if you're not suffering from a problem, your your desire to achieve something comes from your inability to be content with just existing without doing anything else. I bring my attention to Nick, though. <laughs> Nick has desires, and he seems content most of the time. <laughs> and I don't think he's ever miserable. <laughs> but yeah, but that's... You can't communicate to him. Like you can't, un you can't know that for sure. I, guess I can't know that. But. So can, so is the argument because I want to do and grow, it is based on my discontent of where I am in this moment. Yes. I'm not saying that's my argument. I'm not saying, <laughs> I, agree with, I'm not saying I agree with that. I'm saying there is, 
If we're talking about you wanting to be the Dalai Lama, that seems to be a prerequisite to believe that if we're coming from a Buddhist perspective. Okay, yes. <laughs> which millions of people do believe that is the case. Um, well, that's... Uh, enlightenment in Buddhism is, is the achievement of nothingness, right? <laughs> um, I'm not speaking on uh, as a Buddhist, though. I'm spitballing at, at the very best. But all I'm saying is that you can coach people who are seemingly not having any sort of problems. So I'm content, but I want more is, is not the, is, I, you're content in, I don't think you can be content and also want more. But That's why does it, why does it have to be more? Here's my, why well, does it, you know, learning more. Is what why does it have to be more? I mean, I think, but I think that there's an innate, um, uh, baggage that comes with the con the idea of wanting more. Um, why can't it just be that I just what if we're allowed? Like, I feel like doing something, like you know what I mean? Like, well, in like order to do something, if you're wanting to play the banjo, whatever it's called, banjolini, banjolaylee, <laughs> banjolaylee, thank you. If you're wanting to play the banjolaylee, you have and you're wanting to play like a tune, not just uh, whatever they call it. Um, you've got to learn how to do that. Isn't learning, when we're talking about this, isn't learning growth? It is growth. Yes, absolutely. So isn't it more? It depends. <laughs> and and but that's when I'm saying it's when I'm using more that's in this space that's what I'm moving toward growth. I can learn things and wish I had not learned them. Uh, <laughs> um, yes. and at that point, it is less. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, or, but I think well, I think less and more is not. I think that maybe it's just me. Maybe I have an aversion to the idea of less and more. Um, just, just, uh, unless it's quanti quantifiable and quantitative, uh, it's hard for me to wrap my head around. Somebody wrote in the um, chat, dissatisfied with the desire to grow. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Mm -hmm. We let yeah. pop that up there for two seconds so people can disagree. <laughs> Hold on. I want to make sure I understand, Anthony, your point. You're saying that you don't believe that someone can feel enough and feel that they have enough and still want to grow or achieve or expand or change? I think on the surface alone, it seems incompatible. Well, like with, they, with what Facebook user put, satisfied with a desire to grow. Satisfaction and also having a desire seem incompatible to me. If I'm satisfied, I'm not going to have... And I'm talk, okay. If you've eaten a giant meal... You're not going to want uh, more food. Yeah, I'm, if I'm satisfied, like my hunger is satiated, but, but, but I'm not going to have wait. a desire to eat. We're talking about one area, right? At that point, your stomach, you're full, you're content. Ooh, that's good. That doesn't mean that you don't want to turn the TV on. Yeah, but we're talking, we're comparing apples to oranges then. I might be satisfied. My point exactly. No. <laughs> you might be satisfied with your hunger but you're not satisfied with like your entertainment or your attention span or whatever's going on but i think i could still be satisfied and want to do additional behaviors I, it's like that's it's assuming that somebody is 
proactive versus reactive. That if someone is more yeah. forward motivated versus versus uh, like you're motivated towards pleasure or away from pain, right? Mm -hmm. We're coming from this idea that people are only motivated away from pain, but that's not true. People can be motivated to move forward to pleasure and be coming from a place of pleasure. Like yeah, I might but... be happy and want to be uh, to, to to just <laughs> stack on the happiness. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is though, and that's very funny. Um, what I'm saying though is that whatever your desire is, whatever you're motivated away from pain or towards pleasure, it comes from a last lack of satisfaction of where you are currently at. Why I'm not satisfied. I don't like the word satisfaction. I disagree because I don't. Well, it it whatever term we move it towards, it's this versus that. That comparison that Anthony's bringing up. Mm -hmm. Is it human nature for us to always want to achieve more for the most part? I would say most of us want to achieve more. Is it because we're dissatisfied where we are? I think so. Or it's because, you know, uh, of inflation and uh we gotta <laughs> we don't we don't get more then we're gonna end up behind and we're not gonna be at this nice homeostasis uh satisfaction level so we have to keep up with everything else um, around us i think there can be satisfaction and still desiring different things like i would like my um so the house where my house is, there's no real flat area. So I'm not dissatisfied that it's a hilly area, but I do wish we had some flat area, especially for my granddaughter to play in. Does that mean I'm dissatisfied with it? Yes. I don't feel that way. <laughs> if you could, if you could magically have a flat area instead of a hilly area, though, like if. That you could snap your fingers and that yeah. was the case. Would you do it? Yeah. Then it, to me, it sounds like you're dissatisfied with the hilly but, area okay. and you desire something else. I'm not dissatisfied. So are you saying that I'm dissatisfied with the fact that I cannot play the banjo lately and that's what's driving me to play the banjo lately? Because it's not at all coming from a place of dissatisfaction. It's coming from a place of curiosity. It's yeah. coming from a place of, of just mostly curiosity and and just like wonder if I can do this. I just, I want to know. And I want to know, it'd be fun if I did. And I want to see what it's like. It is why nothing do you to choose, do with my- so my, my question is, why do you choose- my desire to play the banjolele or my ability to play the banjolele. So my question is, Brooke, why do you choose the banjolele as opposed to any other skill in the world? I could choose any other. I have a curious hunger to find out what the things I can do. Like so much I'm of asking, my life is based I'm, I'm around- asking, I'm asking why I'm, though. Why the banjolele? Because I like mm -hmm. the instrument. I, I like hearing the the term. <laughs> my my ultimate point though with this whole conversation is I think when coaching happens, even if it's a reward and pleasure motivated person, not like I'm trying to get away from my problems, but somebody who I want more to life, I'm happy with my life and I want more to it, there's still a comparison being made. And I think it's an assumption, we talked about that a while, that we sort of just let fly under the radar. I'm comparing my life at this point now versus a version of me who hypothetically exists. And we do this all the time in coaching. We talk about, imagine what it would be like to be able to play the banjolele. 
how does it feel to be that person? We're making a, a comparison to a ghost, essentially, or to a hypothetical person who who's not existing. And then we're trying to figure out or get our client to figure out how to bridge that gap. Well, it's it's also we're attaching them to the emotional relevance, which we do like yeah. of like that's the reason we ask why and do that is so that they can be attached to the emotional relevance of a goal because it's been found that if we have that emotional attachment to the outcome, mm-hmm. we are far more motivated to actually accomplish our goals. Um, mm-hmm. Like that is a huge he why that's a very important part of coaching. Yeah. And that's that bridging the gap that you know Between I talked about and- where like there's a there's a hypothetical you and then there's the you right now giving that emotional relevance is how we make that more real so that a person can actually take action in that direction i'm thinking like i don't think that playing the banjo lately is going to make me a happier human being like i don't think that oh my god my life is going to be so much better if i play the band like man life is going to be awesome i actually probably think i'll play it play it for a little while and then go, okay, I can do this and probably never play it again. Because <laughs> that's how I operate. <laughs> um, just to see if I can, and then that's enough. <laughs> uh, but that's, so I guess the, for me, it would be hard. I guess I'm trying to ask myself, so what is the emotional driver here? Like what is, and maybe it's to satisfy my curiosity uh, and just to see if I can, which I guess then is thing on some level um uh which now i hate myself so let's move on <laughs> a bit of an uh, extreme reaction <laughs> i think well, we you've all... been quiet we've read your stuff what do you have to say in this department gosh i i mean i'm on track with what everyone's saying i i feel like it's a uh, uh, mindset of how you want to compare and you need to maybe take a step back if you start comparing yourself and it gets negative and spirals down and that imposter syndrome picks up or maybe if you feel that way you can start comparing yourself and use different words like admiring somebody and wanting to maybe set goals to better yourself and comparing your older self to who you are now positive ways in comparing and I think it's a, a good way to not let comparing become, I guess, a thief in your coaching. Yeah, yeah. Good and Anthony's good getting taken over by a cat. Very distracted by yeah. yeah. Mama cat? Is that mama cat? Yeah. Aww. <laughs> Did I interrupt you, Jerome? Um, Aww. I was, it might take us back to what we were just kind of, I guess, very, uh, we're going back and forth on. I have... Uh, just something to add. What if desire is a part of contentment because desire means we're living? I think we all desire something. Maybe that, I don't know. I don't know. This is a very hard concept, I think, to wrap your head around. It's cyclical, I think, is where, where this is why we're, we're chasing our tail at this moment. So I think it's all kind of it's just... It's the circle. <laughs> <laughs> the circle of life. Which is funny. Oh, well, yeah. I, my dad raised me with uh, that the, when you stop learning, you start dying. Like, he's like, yeah. as soon as you stop mm-hmm. learning, you start dying. So the, the life is learning. Um, I think that's and- what I have a, a hard time with Anthony's discontent. 
because I don't feel like I'm discontent, but wanting to learn. My definition of discontent is different from Lisa's discon version of discontent and probably <laughs> everyone else has their own definition. Um, I'm very noticeably discontent when I have like the stomach flu. That's certainly discontent. I, <laughs> I think it means, con I think it, it's linked to the definition of contentness, um, which to me off the top of my head, what would, what the hell would be content? It is true. When I think of contentment, I do think of being like, just, just not being in motion. Like if I'm yeah, content. Like a lake. Yeah, that's, that's content. It, and I do associate that with this word. Yeah. I guess what, but what is there an assumption being made that what we want is contentment? Because maybe we are happy with our discontentment. So what about, <laughs> what about grateful yet driven instead of content? Right, you're grateful, but you're also driven. <laughs> I, I, it's like, for me, I guess what makes me satisfied or make, makes me is my motivator for life is really curiosity and experience and like knowing that there is so much out there I could do. Like, Jesus Christ, there's a ton of things out there. There's no possible human way I could do it all. There's no possible way I could meet everybody, hear their story, live every experience. And that to me, I guess maybe is where my discontentment comes from. Cause it's like, I want, I know I have a finite amount of time. So I want to pack in as much as I can in that time and in every way I can, cause I want to live and I want to go and know that I, you know, lived my life. I sucked the pith out of life. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I, I spent my life living. Uh, and there's yeah. that, I guess that's a motivator in many ways is to know that, that when I get to, you know, that I, I got to experience the things I wanted to experience. The flip side of that, though, is I'm also completely con content with the co the idea of being satisfied with what I have, as well. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm, I'm I'm solid there. So it's a, it's in I guess it's in sort of a opposition of one another in in many ways. And there's a comparison that is interesting to me. Uh, internal opposition. <laughs> it's true. I guess that is there's a that might be where discontentment comes from. Is for me that that opposition between being content with what I have, but also wanting to experience more and, and knowing that that in the wanting, I might be losing some contentment or comfortability. Uh, but being okay with that too, at the same time. So it's so what you described, though, Brooke, it's not like you're moving the goalpost, you're, you're making goals, and then you move the goalpost, right? Yeah. You, you actually celebrate and embrace success and achievement and, and new experiences and, and things. It's not, you know, that you just keep creating new. Yeah. It's not like, I don't see it as an upward. It's not like I'm doing this, right? right. It's, that there, it's all, it's, it's flat and there's, I can ping in any which direction at any time. Um, uh, and so it, it, for me, it's like, there's this, all this opportunity in the world. Like there's so much opportunity. And at any moment I could choose to go right, left, you know, whatever direction that is, it's just a matter of choosing to go that way. It's not like I'm chugging, chugging uphill. It's, it's just that I'm, I'm choosing to go left, right, or, or any other direction. So, which is true of goalposts too. That's on a flat piece of land. <laughs> 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 uh.
So I know the conversation kind of moved to comparison to contentment um, and then further afield. I think that those are comparable. Yeah. Well, no, what I'm trying to say, I'm I'm trying to wrap us up now since we're at the hour, but um, what can our coaches take away from this whole conversation as far as comparison goes? We're helping our clients find their next groove in life. And part of that is for them to recognize where they are so that they can make steps now to go towards whatever um, interest they are wanting to add, like the, what's it called again? The, the Banjolini? Banjolaley. Banjolaley, oh. right? Right. So wanting to play a banjolele is going to need steps to get there. What can I do today that move me towards those that direction of playing? This is a banjolele. <laughs> well, it's inside its case. Is it ten? Is it ten strings? Five strings. It's only five, five strings. Okay. It's 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 easier easier instrument to play, and that's one of the reasons I chose it. Easier to play us an outro song to the really complicated ones that are much harder to learn. <laughs> what was that? Uh, oh, yeah, Kyle, what would you say? I asked if Brooke would play us an outro it's not song. Even tuned. I don't even have a tune. I haven't even. My, it's pretty, though. My banjo lately teacher uh, canceled on me. So <laughs> let's cancel them on live right now. Say their name. <laughs> Brooke, what is your takeaway? Who? You? Uh, well, for takeaway for coaches, I, I kind of did this earlier, is comparison, it can be good, it can be bad, it can be I mean, whatever you want it to be. Ultimately, I think there would be no, just, I would say, if you're going to compare, right, uh, do so in a way that's productive, but don't stay there long. Like, don't live in that space of constantly comparing and start living. Like, uh so if it's it's great. It serves a purpose. Give yourself a moment. Okay, this is what I want. Boom. Well, what do you take from that? What can you do? What is within your power? And then get to living. Like, because uh, when I think we're stuck comparing what we're we're stuck in our heads, we're not living. We're not. Your a whole lot of life is passing you by when you're stuck in a space of comparison, and that's I mean why coaches come into the picture ultimately, right? Is that maybe they've been comparing and comparing, but our job is to get them into action and start taking those steps and starting those steps towards what it is that they want ultimately and helping them figure out what that is. Maybe that is just being learning to be content with what they have. Maybe that is the process. Maybe it is them taking steps to the next thing, but ultimately what we are doing is getting our clients to be mindful and moving in a place where they are content and they don't feel like they have to compare anymore um, unless they want to. But don't live there. Don't live in comparison. Just visit it when it serves you. And then mm -hmm. get the F out of Dodge. <laughs> and that's it. So yeah. Jen. Um the uh, the quote that is coming to me for this one is it's a rich Litvin quote. And it's uh have a mission so powerful that nothing will stop you. And it just makes me think about having a mission so powerful as a coach that comparison won't stop you. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's what, as far as I know, 71,000 coaches worldwide. 
compared to how many billion people on the planet. That's not that many coaches. Every coach is needed. Every coach has a mission and make that mission powerful and don't let comparison get in your way and, and trip you up. Make that mission incomparable, singular, mm. its own, <laughs> niche. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> For um, I think Brooke kind of captured what I would take away from this live. Um, but to put it short and sweet is really when you find yourself in the comparison trap, ask yourself, not necessarily maybe why, but what purpose it serves to be in this comparison. Um, and I think one good answer that you can find yourself coming to um, when it comes to comparison is you aren't anybody else. You are who you are. Um, so to really compare yourself is just a futile effort. It doesn't make any sense, really, if you think about it, to compare yourself to someone else, um, if this is the type of comparison that we're talking about. So that is, I think, ultimately my takeaway. Kyle? I am on the same page as everybody. I, I think I think you should compare yourself forward, you know, instead of kind of like failing forward. Same thing, compare yourself in a positive fashion. For me as well, um, comparison is something that I think everybody will always do for eternity, but it's recognizing what you are comparing, seeing if it benefits you or not, uh, whether it's you know comparing yourself to a past version of yourself, a future version of yourself, or someone else identifying what it is you are comparing yourself to and is this actually what you want and then if it is find a way to move towards that direction um you might find that the grass is always greener and it's not what you thought it was you might be exactly what you're looking for but comparison is a useful tool to help people get to where they want but it can hold you back at times if you're only living in comparison and that's it. That's live. Thank you. Join us. We have an amazing three-day process for our certified life coaches. Come join us. We have a lot of fun. We have a class going on right now. They're experiencing some great life coaching. Coaching. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Once again, this is brought to you by Certified Life Coach Institute. We're an ICF accredited school who certifies our life coaches in three-day online intensive courses. In addition to other podcast episodes, feel free to check us out every Tuesday at 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time on YouTube or Facebook for our CLCI Lives, where we get together and discuss various topics that are centered around sharpening your skills so you can become a better certified life coach. For more information, feel free to visit us at certifiedlifecoachinstitute.com. Until next time, be well.